Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. So for today's episode, I want to talk about when the policy graduate degree might be the wrong degree for a person. So this is a interesting topic for me because um, I actually met a lot of people in my policy graduate program, which um, somewhere down the line, they talked about how it was not the right degree for them. And I also met a lot of people in the wild who talked about how they regret getting a policy graduate degree. Uh, now, that being said, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people who I also met who went, got a policy grad degree for the right reasons and are very happy with their policy grad degree. But I think it's helpful for me to highlight uh, some situations in which a policy degree might not make the most sense and uh, just just to help people out, get, get people understanding of what uh, different slices of uh, perspectives might look like. So I want uh, to highlight context that I can speak coherently to this topic because I went to policy school myself, but also very interestingly through my uh, years of doing career coaching uh, uh, for as a volunteer thing I do um, throughout my many uh Nonprofit support and professional activities. Uh, I've seen some lots of trends where people, let's just say, ended up with uh, a degree that was uh, maybe not the best fit for them um, in terms of uh, the a policy degree and what might have been a better fit. Um, so uh, I want to start off just highlighting that there's plenty of people. Who, who go to policy school to get a graduate degree, not really sure what they want to do with life. They just happen to land on a policy degree, uh, most common MPP, MPA, sometimes a, what they call a mid-career policy degree um, for any number of reasons. Um, and that's understandable because at the end of the day, a policy degree is reasonably versatile. You have people go private sector, public sector, and everything in between. Um, and there's just simply mixed results uh, after graduation. Um, for people that don't know what they want to do, you know, um, there's, there's only so much you can do to help them other than hopefully they figure out what they want to do and lines with the, their degree. Um, there was a mix of results of people end up being happy with it and mixed results end up being not happy with it. I will say that one of the most interesting encounters I had was, uh, with a peer of mine who told all of us point blank that he was at our, uh, graduate program because he got rejected from certain other programs he was more interested in and the the policy program was just a convenient one to give him money so um it was a little bit bizarre conversation but it does happen um and even for some of the better policy schools because one thing knows that uh, policy schools compared to jd uh which is law degree um mba phd uh yeah, programs are usually uh, easier to get into and easier to get money for. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, obviously it depends on the competitiveness of the policy school, but the most competitive policy school is far and away less competitive. Uh, and you can think about it in terms of, broadly speaking, admissions rates, it's less competitive to get into than the best uh, MBA or JD school. All right, so let's go down a laundry list of when a policy degree might be the wrong degree for a person. First up uh, is if a person wants to do international relations. Um, 
and I want to say this is true, but there are three, I call two noble exceptions and one maybe exception. The two noble exceptions are if a person is going to Harvard Kennedy School, Princeton's Policy International Relations uh, School, formerly called Woodrow Wilson, and maybe, just maybe, Yale Jackson. And I say maybe because Yale Jackson is still a new school. They're still trying to uh, figure themselves out. But these three are the exceptions because although the degree is policy-oriented, they have a lot of international relations programming, a fair amount of international relations pipelines. Um, so even though you're getting policy-focused oriented degree by name, I think international relations focus can work. But for, uh, I would say most other schools I encounter, uh, it doesn't make sense to do focus on international relations or pure international relations other than international development. But if you think, for example, if you care about the relations between uh, Germany and Africa uh, or France and the Middle East, stuff like that, um, that you're better off getting an international relations degree uh, or go to one of those three uh, policy programs that have a strong international relations focus. Um, you know, I, I've seen people who are international relations focused end up in policy schools that are, shall we say, more domestically or international development focused. And uh, honestly, I, they just don't really get the support and peer, uh, peer benefits as if they went to school as more readily focused for for their international relations interests. All right, then um, a policy degree might not be the best idea if a person wants to deal with public public health issues to extent that uh, an understanding of clinical activities and medical research activities is essential. Um, In that situation, a master's in public health would be better suited now, I will say there's some crossover between master's of public health and, a po- and certain policy degrees. Uh, I've seen master's of public health graduates do stuff uh, that are normally uh, focused for policy grad students or uh, graduates of policy grad programs. But I would say the key difference is that in a public health school, you uh, learn and have access and have all the benefits of having the connectivity to the clinical matters and medical research in a deeper way than you have in policy. Now, do, do I know policy folks who were, went to uh, healthcare that is heavily, or shall we say more more often, more clinical uh, or medical research focused? Yes, it, it does happen. But I would argue uh, it's just much easier doing that with a master's of public health and uh, being a pulse, uh, pol- going to policy program and focusing on uh, healthcare or life sciences. Um, then, if someone wants to be in a position to write laws for legislature, uh, federal or state, um, that person is better off getting a JD, which is a law degree in the United States, than a policy degree. Um, now, are there some p- people with policy degrees who do help out writing laws significantly? Yes. But the reality is that um, the, a lot of the people who have, shall we say, more power, be- more, be- more important positions to be on the law writing side uh, tend to be uh, lawyers who have a JD. Um, the next one, which is more new in the world, is if you... If someone wants to be in position to manage uh, 
corporate interactions with policy and the law, uh, they are better off getting a JD, uh, a law degree. Now, this is interesting because a lot of the jobs that advertise um, the willingness to accept a JD or a MPP, MPA for a, a corporate role that's interacting with uh, the law and policy uh, so are out there. So um, just because the posting says JD and or MPP, MPA uh, doesn't mean that the MPP or, or MPA uh, is really looked well upon. I mean, in some cases might be, but every situation where it says it's open to JD, MPP, or MPA. The JD wins out, period. Uh, just because the no- the knowledge base and understanding uh, legal ramifications in issue spotting uh, and then being able to do research that's more legally related is more valuable than um, having MPP or MPA. I'm sure there's probably someone out there with MPP, MPA with legal background, maybe used to work as a paralegal, who might be more competitive, but generally speaking, it's a, if you want to do that role, like for example, uh, help TikTok or Facebook manage your relationship with the government or uh, across the world somewhere, JD, you're better off with JD. Okay, if you want to be a politician, you're better off with a JD, a law degree. Are there politicians who have an MPP or MPA? Yes, uh, there are, uh, but by, by a country mile, there's far more with law degrees. So, something about if you if a person wants to focus on research and know they want to focus on research for the rest of their life, especially at a bigger think tank or research institute, um, that person should get a PhD. Uh, the reality is that people who go to uh, research institutes or think tanks with a MPP MPA. Uh, um, I mean, to be honest, are often treated like second-class citizens. And even if they're not treated like second-class citizens, uh, at a certain point, they are uh, they, they reach a promotion ceiling. Uh, it, assuming we're they're uh, you know staying the research side of the house, they reach a promotion ceiling, and either have to switch to the management side of the house or some other operation side of the house. But uh, that research ceiling usually. Uh, is difficult, if not possible, to break because they just view the PhDs uh, at least with assumed more uh, more capabilities, greater knowledge base. I'm sure there's some exceptions out there, especially with the smaller research institutes, but that's generally how it goes. If a person wants to go into lobbying, um, well, in that case, I would say the person doesn't need to go get a graduate degree whatsoever. Uh, I mean, are there people with policy grad degrees going lobbying successful? Yes, but I would say they could do it. In most cases, I'm sure there's probably some unique cases out there, but most cases with uh, just work experience with an undergrad degree is fine. Um, I remember when I worked at a lobbying uh, group once, uh, yeah, the vast majority of people did not have graduate degrees. Uh, They only had their undergrad. If a person wants to touch anything related to budget management uh, in the private sector, um, then that person should get an MBA, period. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Private sector stuff that involves money, an MBA. If, 
if someone wants to do anything regarding managing people and teams, um, I would recommend the MBA. There's a good argument that you can get an MPP or uh, other degrees that have a management flavor. But long story made short is that, uh, in my opinion, it's most versatile to support people for management roles in public sector and private sector uh, with an MBA. Um, now, my caveat to that is that there are some nonprofit and public sector places that are somewhat hostile towards MBAs. Um, that is slowly changing, but like uh, the vast majority of cases, I would say MBA makes sense unless it just so happens to be a field where uh, <laughs> MBAs are just frowned upon. If a person wants the most lucrative career opportunities, um, an MBA makes sense. Uh, I research study after research study have basically pointed out MBA is the only degree. Uh, or the only major graduate degree out there in which uh, there's like a very strong return on investment. And the average person uh, gets out of debt the fastest or something like that. Uh, long story, short, if you want to make money, you get an MBA. If you want to do nonprofit management, I would say the best op- option for that is Get an MBA from a school with a history of sending people to that space. Um, the three schools that come to my my head that do that really well are Harvard Business School, Yale School of Management, and Georgetown McDonough School of Business. I'm sure there's probably some out there i just not as aware of. But uh, nonprofit management, um, generally speaking, it's becoming more and more MBA-friendly. And uh, uh, just a lot... It, a lot of those skills about how to interact with private sector, since a lot of private sector has the funds to support nonprofits, become really important. Also helps we have a network that is um, publicly conscious, but you now rooted in the private sector to uh, have the funds to help. If someone wants to do something focused on communication or journalism, um, then it makes more sense to get a journalism or communication masters. Um, now, at a certain point, uh, there's a difference between communication journalism and I let people figure out what's right for them. But I'm actually amused by how many people come to policy school and say they want to focus on communications. Um, and then they take all these quant classes and like, ah, oh, I don't see how this connects to communications. And they're kind of right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think some quant is needed. But like you don't need the levels advanced, more advanced quant that uh, they teach in policy school. But yeah, um, if you want to be something like a speechwriter or a digital communicator uh, for the government, or maybe not the government, uh, a communication master makes more sense. If you want to work the media, uh, direct investigative reporting, journalism degree makes more sense. The one exception I'll put out there is if there's a topic that is extremely technical um, that may require uh, extreme knowledge or a lot of knowledge about the area. Um, Examples I've seen would be uh, things regarding um, labor or finance uh, or public finance. I have seen people go to journalism after understanding issues 
Um, so it, it, it's like the same situation of like the the scenarios where you have doctors go to journalism. So that if it's a very difficult subject that you can't just like learn off of Wikipedia because the intense um, deep knowledge that there, that there might be exception there. If you want to focus on national security, uh, I would say it makes more sense if you go to security studies or international relations program or a functional area related to your security studies uh, area focus. Um, by functional area, I mean, if it's more engineering related, then you should probably go to engineering masters. Um, I will also put a big exception to this, to things related to budgeting acquisition. Um, budgeting acquisition focus matters. I think an MPP or MPA can make sense. Um, so just because there's a lot of ties to internal processes and, uh, but I would say, also say there's, depending on school, but some schools specialize in budget acquisition processes by schools. I mean, policy schools. Um, there's probably some other exceptions out there, but generally speaking, uh, I would argue the security studies programs and the international relations programs. And by international relations program, I also include the three policy schools that generally do better with international relations that I previously mentioned. Um, but they are just way more robust with um, secure, national security matters overall. If someone is focused on um, how p groups of people, different groups of people, people within society organize themselves in the workplace. Um, that lends towards what's called the social uh, organizational psychology degree. There's a few schools that offer that. I'm actually amused by how many people um, go public policy thinking that they're going to be like uh, society uh, advisors for like workforce harmonies. Or, or generally along that concept. Um, I mean, I guess you could kind of swing your degree to touch that, but uh, social org psychology uh, degree is kind of like really specifically caters to that. It's a, it's a niche field, but it's a very, to those who know it, it's a very respected field. And there's a lot of uh, uh, consulting work, research work tied to that, that uh, actually is, can be pretty lucrative and impactful and shaping how companies and organizations design their workforce. Lastly, um, is if somebody wants to get into the weeds of urban planning, then the master's in urban planning makes more sense than a policy program. Now, uh, a lot of policy programs have this thing called urban policy or social policy, uh, which I think, you know, if someone wants to get into uh, things related to like crime in cities, or uh, infrastructure cities, yeah, a policy degree can make sense easily. I would say the difference is that um, a master of urban planning kind of also thinks about how placement of cities uh, as a ties to architecture and form and function impacts city utilization, which obviously has a policy angle, but it's more than a policy angle. Um, if someone cares about what I just mentioned, uh, then a master urban policy makes more sense. Uh, ultimately, what I'm getting at is like, it makes that master urban policy makes sense if you care about the uh, synchronization of design and function for city settings. Um, 
encompassing policy, but also encompassing design. All right. I uh, hope this is helpful in thinking about your uh, graduate school journeys. Uh, look forward to producing new content down the line. And thank you very much. Bye.